0: Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol?
1: Hey, what's up?
0: How much. We've had a good week here at Massive Late Fee. It is October 27th,
1: 1995. You know what that means.
0: It means... That it's October twenty. What does it mean?
1: <laughs> it means that your birthday and Halloween are both rapidly approaching.
0: That's true. We're going to do something special for Halloween. It's a surprise. We're going to do something special for my birthday, but not on the air.
1: Which is not a surprise.
0: <laughs> no, no, not a surprise, but very enjoyable.
1: I surprised you last year. You did. I did. I, I shocked him with a party. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, and and you know, shocked me later too when you attached the car battery. Stop to my being nipples. a
1: pervert, a <laughs> weirdo.
0: Speaking of weirdos, I
1: have a
0: I have a letter here from a super fan.
1: Yay! I love mail. Do you? I do.
0: Well, this comes from uh, our number one fan, Scott. Yay, Scott! Scott says uh, hi again. I love the new website. Thanks, Scott. Uh I wait until there are a few episodes up and then I download them and kind of like eating at a buffet, I kind of binge them all one after another while I'm working on homework. That doesn't sound healthy though.
1: <laughs> sounds, Does it, you know. Sounds bingeing. Interesting. I
0: don't uh know. anyway, if if I start downloading an episode before school, it is usually done when I get home, depending on how much my mom has to use the phone. That's true. Yeah. Our episodes on, obviously the tapes are, you know, you can pop them right in. But if you're trying to download the episode from the web through our website, it's I think it's like something like 240K of memory so that it takes it takes a few hours. Yeah, it's kind of
1: like downloading songs. Yeah. You, know, you just come home from school and hope they're there.
0: Uh, let's see. <laughs> I am up to the episode when you talk about Casablanca. I talk, so a few episodes behind us, but that's all right. I talked to one of my teachers about it. She said she thinks it's romantic and that she cries at the end every time she sees it. Personally, the idea of someone my age making a girl that he likes watch some old black and white movie from like the 1830s seems really lame and everyone at school would call him a geek, at least at my school, but old people seem to like the movie. I will admit when my dad was watching it once, I saw the part where the bad guys were singing that weird song and then the good guys sang over them with the other song that was cool, I guess. I don't, (laughs) I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know.
1: I think you need to see the movie, but I got to say, too, it's, you know, Dylan's an old soul. Yeah. And I I think that's where this comes from. Like, he's not a normal teenager. It
0: does seem like Andrea would be, that's the person that should be watching. Right. Because she was, she probably saw it in the theater when it was (laughs) released. Right. Uh, Anyway, still loving the show. I haven't seen my cousin, the one who was passing out your tapes, since you made the website. However, I did get a letter from him saying he is doing great. That's good. And got in on a new exciting opportunity for himself. Uh, weirdly, he ended the letter by saying "Assalam alaikum. Uh oh! <laughs> oh, he's about to create a new nation.
1: We'll have to we'll have to keep tabs on that, Scott.
0: Well, I hope I, I wish him well for
1: creating the uh, the
0: new nation. But I yeah. guess it
1: depends on what this new nation is like.
0: Always good to hear from you, Scott. Uh, the unofficial third member of the show, I think.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you, Scott. We got another uh, letter from Liz.
0: I should point out that if you've written to us before, because other people have, have written to us besides Scott and Liz, <laughs> uh, but we don't read every letter on the air. Sometimes they're more personally addressed to us, kind of, you know, questions or, or things like that. Sometimes they cover situations and circumstances that we might not want to talk about on the air.
1: Right, right.
0: Might not be appropriate for nineteen ninety five tapes,
1: but we do read them all, we do. and we do respond. Carol, if not on air, then we write you back.
0: Carol normally responds, so it just you know, if you haven't heard your letter, you probably you've got a personal response from us. So.
1: If you haven't heard your letter and you haven't gotten a personal response from us, please uh, write us again and yell at me because that means I screwed up. Right, all right. So we got Liz. Hey, what's up? Carol, I hate to do this to you, but you did talk about Lois and Clark. It wasn't in-depth, and it was back when you used to do two shows each episode. You did step-by-step oh, yeah. that episode. It was The Chase, episode 10.
0: That was a long time ago. <laughs> it
1: was, and good job, Liz, remembering that. I There's no way. That's way too long for my brain. So um,
0: the, if we did step-by-step, I think that was the episode where Frank takes Carol to the honeymoon suite or yeah. something.
1: But I don't remember anything about the Lois and Clark episode because I don't think I watched it. I actually. think it
0: had to do with there was a girl and Lois was jealous even though they're not technically dating or something. I don't know.
1: Hmm. She says, absolutely love your show, though, and I totally agree that Luke Perry is better looking. Thanks for the laughs, Liz. Nice. Thanks, Liz.
0: We definitely appreciate you. Uh, so on, on to the news quickly before we move on. We We watched two movies this week. We didn't watch... Well, I mean, we've watched televisual programming, but we didn't. We're not going to talk about any of this week because we did see two films.
1: We did. It's a a two movie week.
0: That's right. A double. A double feature.
1: Strap in, ladies and gentlemen. A
0: creature feature. Uh, But first, the one piece of news that I have is: uh, TV talk shows are being attacked as cultural rot. Do you think that like Sally, Jesse, Raphael, and and Jerry Springer are cultural rot?
1: Um, quite possibly, but I still really enjoy them. I mean, like the uh, Maury episodes where they're trying to find out who's the father. I don't. Those I'm are not, my favorite.
0: I'm not familiar with that. No, i never. I don't think I've ever seen Maury.
1: Oh. Okay, that's weird.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not <laughs> that's not something I'm hip to.
1: Okay.
0: I'm not hip to be square to
1: that. You don't watch uh, daytime talk shows?
0: Not a lot. I've seen Jerry's, Jerry Springer's the one okay. that everyone talks about. The phenom. And I've seen a couple episodes of Jerry Springer. I actually have a couple of friends that are aspiring actors and actresses that have been contacted by the Jerry Springer show to be, quote, guests. Interesting. So I don't know that all of them are completely on the up and up. I think they're staging some of this stuff to be outrageous. You
1: know what, though? I would wish that people would keep their mouths shut because I like the illusion.
0: You know what's a fun show to watch is uh, something called—actually, maybe I have seen Maury— on the i'm aware of who moripovich is he's married to connie chong i know who he is mm-hmm. but i might have seen clips of his show on uh this show it's called talk soup okay it's on the e network now i know you don't have cable right so i don't know if you've seen it or not
1: i have not but
0: it it's very good very funny they basically they show clips from different talk shows and they make fun of them
1: okay very good Which talk show was it where that guy got beat up?
0: (laughs) Jerry Springer, I guess, probably. There's fights on there. I don't know what you're talking about. What guy got beat up? Uh, Are you talking about Geraldo Rivera? Yeah. When he got the chair in the face? Yeah. That was about maybe 10 years ago or so. That was a while ago, but yeah.
1: Okay. Just saying that. That's cultural, right, I guess.
0: I suppose. But anyway, there's two uh, William Bennetts, apparently. Uh, the former U.S. Secretary of Education and Joseph Lieberman, Senator from Connecticut, who is a Democrat, uh, they are also Senator Sam Nunn. They're joining the fight. Another Georgia, a Georgia Democrat. They're uh, they want to clean up television.
1: I guess a fight against TV. The, right, these fun. shows
0: increasingly make the abnormal normal. And set up the most uh, perverse role models for our children and adults," said Joseph Lieberman. Now, here's the thing: I, that's uh, Democrats do this, and uh, what's uh, what's her name? Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife. Okay, she leads like uh, a, a fight against this kind of stuff too. Yeah, uh, you know, there's too much. Like sex in our TV, there's too much violence in our movies. There's too much, you know, swearing and stuff in our music, or like calls to violence and stuff like that. I, I, I I'm totally against censorship. We are creators right. and ourselves, and I'm just not big on censorship. To me, if you don't want your kids to watch that stuff, and there's stuff out there that if I had children, I wouldn't want them to watch, and there's For stuff sure. out there that I'm sure a responsible parent wouldn't want their kids to watch. That's your job <laughs> it's to parent your child and make sure that they're not watching that. And also, the biggest thing is, because the argument will be that they can't, you know, you're, you can't be there 24 hours a day, right? Right. Which is true. But your job as a parent is to instill your values to your child so that when you're not there, and they're faced with a choice, they make the correct decision.
1: I guess. I mean, did you make the correct decision when you were, like, alone and cable was available and you were a young child?
0: I don't know what you mean. What's the correct decision?
1: Did you not watch stuff that your parents wouldn't want you watching? Did you watch slasher movies and Cinemax and all the stuff that you weren't supposed to?
0: Well, my my sister showed me my first uh, Friday the 13th movie, Friday the 13th Part 2, when I was like, I think eight. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So I mean, you know, I didn't make that decision. Mm-hmm. My my sister showed it to me, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched slashers and stuff like that. But my mom has never been the one, one of the people to be like, "Oh, you shouldn't watch that. You shouldn't, you know, do this."
1: Okay, so your mom wasn't doing that censorship job of a parent. It sounds like, but. But you weren't making the right choices either. But is it wrong for
0: a young kid to watch slasher movies?
1: Well, I also watched slasher movies and horror movies when I was a young kid, and it messed me up.
0: Oh, you're a violent sociopath?
1: No, but I got like a little bit off for a while. They had to um, have me talk to somebody. Well,
0: I think, knowing your case a little bit as your as your professional counselor, knowing your case a little bit, right. I think you were uh, younger than most yeah when you I'd like that's I think that the age you were is, was pretty young,
1: yeah, I was like four or five
0: Yeah, that's probably too young for a lot of those movies. I mean, I think eight was probably a little too young eight eight and nine, like eight and nine years old.
1: I'm just saying, I think that most kids, given the opportunity to watch something they're not really supposed to, would choose to watch it.
0: Depends on how old you are. There's, here's the other thing is, why, why would your parents not be around when you're eight and nine? I don't know. I, I, what I'm saying is, I'm not against, I'm not for censorship. That's okay. what I'm saying. And I don't think that it causes people to be violent. You know, like, look at uh, the Middle East, where they don't have, uh, I don't even know if they have television. If oh my they goodness! Do,
1: I'm sure they do.
0: Well, they don't have they don't have the kind of you know entertainment and MTV and stuff like that that we do over there. They certainly don't. It's very uh, you know closed in and everything.
1: They have real life violence though. They have wars and things. Well, that's what I'm saying. They don't need
0: all that to be super violent, do they?
1: I guess not. But they also have it being modeled, whether on television or in real life. It's still being modeled.
0: But here's the thing: violent television and violence, you know, video games and stuff like that, those aren't popular. Those aren't popular and then people become violent because of them. People are violent inherently and therefore those are popular types of things. Those are TV shows with violence, video games with violence are popular, not because, you know, because they're making us violent. We make them violent. People are violent and we make violent entertainment.
1: Okay, well, I mean, that is definitely one opinion. I don't think we want to turn our tapes into political ramblings. We want to focus on entertainment, right? All now.
0: right, whatever.
1: So speaking of violent things to watch.
0: We watched two things that are, were pretty violent.
1: Yeah, they both were, you right. What do
0: you want to talk about first?
1: Um, I think the thing that we saw most recently, which would be okay, Halloween.
0: Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers. It was
1: truly terrible.
0: The curse of Michael Myers is having to sit through Halloween movies every couple of years. <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, they haven't. The last one they had was 1989, so it's been six years. But that's not long enough.
1: I mean, I I don't. I, it it was bad, bad, bad. Like, it started out bad. It yeah. got a little bit better, and then it just went all the way down the toilet.
0: That's a, a very succinct review. <laughs> the original Halloween is a good movie, a well-made. It's still kind of schlocky, but it's but it's well-made, mm-hmm. and it's about ramping up suspense. There aren't a ton of you know kills in that movie, so it's a, it's a lot about of it. It's about ramping up suspense, and it's it has more in common with Psycho, a, a movie that. You know, it's obviously, there's obvious parallels between Halloween and Psycho. Both characters, you know, there's characters named Loomis in both movies. Really? Yeah. And that's where Dr. Loomis gets his name from. There's a Loomis in Psycho, and Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, her mother, Janet Lee, is the first victim in Psycho in the shower. And she, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, her daughter, is in Halloween. This is a, the heroine of Halloween.
1: That's kind of cool.
0: So there's obvious parallels, and it's not really not really a slasher movie. It's right. like it it inspired the slasher genre, but it's it's its own like thing.
1: It's a classic,
0: and it's a very good movie. 1978, very good film. But every sequel that's come after that kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Although I I kind of like Halloween Three. Halloween Three doesn't have anything to do with Michael Myers a completely different story they wanted to go away from what they wanted to do is they wanted to make it into an anthology series where it's like you know scary stories that take take place on halloween okay but everyone hated it and everyone was like we want michael myers back so they brought michael myers back in halloween four and then ever since then the story the the mythology of michael myers is what kills this movie Mm -hmm. and kills the entire halloween franchise because it just it Weighs it down. It's just like building on top of it piece by piece. And it's, it doesn't need it. And it's so stupid. Right. Like, I don't know how they're going to continue on with this, which they're obviously going to try to the way the, this movie ends. I
1: don't know. I don't understand the end of the movie. I well, truly don't understand what was happening. Mm hmm. Like. The guy stays to finish some business, and he's screaming, and Jason's body has disappeared, but his mask is there?
0: Yeah, he left his mask for some reason.
1: So, who was screaming? Was it, it was, was it that was Michael? I mean, not Jason, Michael.
0: No, that was Dr. Loomis screaming.
1: So, was Michael killing him?
0: I don't know. It's ambiguous. It's, it's particularly tasteless because Donald Pleasance, the great Donald Pleasance, died earlier this year. In February of this year, and this movie came out. This is his last film role, and the end of the movie is—if you haven't seen it, I don't don't see it. Just yeah. don't even worry about it.
1: We're not spoiling anything because it's already spoiled all on its own.
0: Right? That's yeah. It's def this movie's definitely spoiled. <laughs> it's bad. But if uh, so, the end of the movie is—he's like Donald Pleasant starts screaming. You see the mask, Donald, Donald present starts screaming. I guess we're supposed to assume that Michael's like attacking him or killing him or whatever. And then it says, "In memory of Donald Pleasance." <laughs> you hear, you hear, like, ah! In memory of Donald Pleasance, <laughs> the guy's dead. You know, like it's,
1: yeah, it's that's it, not, it's
0: not good. No. It's in really poor taste. I don't like the way this movie ended.
1: I want to know why he's not wearing his mask. Like he I don't know. never gets unmasked. But now he's gone off to kill someone and left the mask behind.
0: No, they so they unmask Jason a lot. If we're we're comparing this to Friday the 13th, which, you know, I I understand comparing it to Friday the 13th because those are true slashers like, you know, they just body count body count. And but if we're comparing him to Jason. And that's that's the other thing, too, is sometimes there's a lot of terrible Friday the 13th movies. But those can continue on and still kind of work because they don't care. They don't. There's no backstory. They don't give a shit about anything. I mean, in the first movie, Friday the Thirteenth. This isn't a Friday the Thirteenth discussion, but in the first movie, uh, the killer turns out to be Mrs. Voorhees. It's not Jason. Jason died in the fifties. She killed the camp counselors that were supposed to be watching him when he drowned. Then she wants to kill all these counselors so that this thing never opens again. No mother has to go through this tragedy or whatever, right? She gets beheaded. And then at the end, it's like a fake-out type thing where uh, Jason pops out of the water and, like, grabs the last girl. But it just turns out to just be a, um, like, a uh, hallucination. And then... You know, she's like, oh, but the boys must still be there, right? So in the second movie, it's just Jason. The killer's just Jason, and he's an adult. And there is no like How? What happened? Right. How did he not die in in the lake? Did he die and live? Like, what is going on?
1: I I was just thinking, like, aren't we going to talk about this in our Halloween episode, what you're talking about right now?
0: I wasn't going to go through the whole thing of Friday the 13th. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out that that doesn't make sense, but they don't care. Right. And no one else seems to care. But every, but with Halloween, it's like, they're like, oh, we've got to come up with this weird convoluted backstory. But yeah, they never, so they unmask Jason in, in every, pretty much every Friday the 13th movie. They very famously don't unmask Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. It's always like, oh, uh, he's almost unmasked, but you never see his face. Right,
1: like it, ha- it happened in this movie.
0: You see his face exactly one time when he's a six-year-old boy at the beginning of uh, Halloween One, and he's he's murdered his teenage sister. And you see that little boy's face. And that's the only time you see Michael Myers' face. Okay. But, yeah, they, and they the great fake-out where it's like, I'm going to unmask you. Oh, we didn't, though. <laughs> but, you know, Paul Rudd's in this movie.
1: Paul Steven Rudd.
0: It says introducing, but we just saw him in... Clueless. Clueless, yeah. They must have filmed this movie prior.
1: And Alicia Silverstone's in the other movie we watched. Mm-hmm. It's like a Clueless... Uh... Reunion.
0: Yeah, and uh, Jeremy London's in that movie, too. And we just did Jeremy London's... Yeah.
1: ...was in Mallrats. That's a small world there in Hollywood, huh?
0: Apparently, yeah. This has now become a show where we just do uh, either Paul Rudd, Alicia Silverstone, or Jeremy London movies.
1: Yeah, I guess so. They'll, they'll keep us working, and, you know, we could always switch to Kevin Bacon.
0: Oh, yeah, Kevin Bacon's <laughs> in so many things. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like when he orgasms Glitter at the end of uh, Footloose. What? <laughs> what? He's like, he makes a space and then Glitter like shoots off behind him.
1: It's I've yeah. never seen that movie and that sounds really messed up.
0: Yeah, you should watch it sometime.
1: I, I don't think I want to.
0: Right. Anyway, so this movie, is there anything good about it? You want you want anything that you can point to this okay. it Okay,
1: it is genuinely creepy. In the beginning, they've got... His cousin or his niece?
0: I think... I don't remember Jamie. anymore. Yeah, it's Jamie. So they... This is, this is what I'm talking about. This is why it's so dumb and hard to figure this stuff out. So Michael Myers, in part two, we find out that Laurie Strode is... Jamie Lee Curtis. Is his sister that was given up for adoption, I guess, for some reason. I don't know why exactly. And then... Jamie is her daughter. So it's his niece. Yes. Correct. Right. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that Jamie is his niece and she's in this place with this cult or whatever, giving birth. That's the beginning of the movie. They're
1: they're wheeling her down a hallway into a, and it's like, it's like obviously like the tunnels of a hospital. Right. Mm -hmm. But it leads into a room filled with candles that looks like you know some kind of like devil worship place. It looked like the beginning, like the end of Rosemary's. I was Baby. gonna say
0: it's Rosemary's Baby, yeah.
1: And um, I, I just like how if they're in a fucking hospital, how?
0: I don't know. They own the hospital, I guess. They control it. So everyone I mean, that works there is part of this cult, right? So that made apparently no it's sense. super easy to get a lot of people involved in a cult,
1: right? And um, she has the baby, one of the nurses helps her escape, mm-hmm. and then the nurse gets killed by Michael. That's the first time we see him.
0: Yeah, what is he, is he security? Michael's just like chilling at this, right. at this hospital. He's just like, all right, I'm I'm uh, I'm ready, boys, whenever you need it.
1: I mean, I thought, and maybe I was just being kind and like filling in some gaps because mm-hmm. I, I thought that maybe he was a patient at the hospital at the time and was escaping. No. So, I don't know what the fuck he was doing there.
0: He was he's part of this cult, too. Okay. That's what we learn. I I think and here's the thing. I saw part 5 with the little girl with the knife.
1: Mhm. Me too. Um, I don't remember much about it, but
0: Yeah, and I saw I think I saw I think I saw part 4 as well. But it's been 6 years right, or whatever, 6 years, 7 years since I've seen it. And I I only saw it once, and I didn't really... I don't remember liking it that much. I didn't really retain much of it. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea. I think that maybe they touched on the culty stuff in the, the, the at least the last one, maybe. Like something about bloodlines or something like that, I think, was came into it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Well, and they're saying in this movie that Jamie is the last of his bloodline, but she's not because she gave birth to a baby. She's
0: got a baby, yeah.
1: And... He follows her and kills her, but she hid the baby before he kills her. So this is weird. I mean, like it's just amazingly stupid thing after amazingly stupid thing. Well,
0: here's so yeah, she she's running away from him. He he, he can drive a car. I've never understood this. <laughs> he went to an, an institution when he was six years old, and then when he was like twenty twenty or twenty one. In the first Halloween he comes back and starts killing people. I think it's fifteen years later. So he's twenty one years old. Who taught him to drive? Right. It's been in an institution since he was six. How's he know how to drive? And he's a good driver in that movie. And he here he's doing pit maneuvers and, and like <laughs> knocking people off the road and shit. Right? Like how are you such a good driver, Michael Myers? So <sighs> Dr. Loomis taught him how to drive and, and he's regretted it ever since. Sometimes I might need you to take me to the store for a Hagen-Dazs, Michael. <laughs> right. Even though you're pure evil.
1: But he kills her. And by the way, he impales her just like he impaled the nurse. Like he loves to fucking impale people. The whole movie, he's just either stabbing someone or pushing them into things.
0: I think he's, I honestly think he's just trying to work out his traps. Like his trapezius muscles <laughs> and, his, and his triceps. He's just like, oh, I got to go get lifting. All right, there we go. He's doing a lift and a press. That's that's what it is.
1: But the most ridiculous thing I think in the whole movie is that Paul, Rudd's Paul Rudd find, well, Paul Rudd finds the baby. Yes, yes. Like the next day, she hid it in the in the A bathroom, can. in like underneath. It was like underneath the sink.
0: It was a like yeah, garbage can or whatever, some kind of metal container under like by the sink or next to the sink in the men's room in a bus station. And somehow like Paul Red goes there. The baby hasn't made any sounds apparently <laughs> during the entire time. It's just been chilling, I guess. And then Then the baby starts crying when Paul Rudd's in there. And he grabs the baby and leaves with it. How does he know this baby's there? How does he know this baby is related to her? Right. How does she know anyone that has any chance of getting this baby safe is going to find this baby? She doesn't. Like, yeah, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. The reason he comes there is because a Howard Stern-like DJ is doing a show... And he, the guy's like, oh, it's a, it's almost Halloween night in Haddonfield, Illinois. You guys hate Halloween because Michael Myers is the most brutal killer ever in the world. And I, we're going to talk about this and make jokes. And she apparently, what's her name? Not Lori, uh, Jamie. Apparently Jamie can't get a hold of the police. She tries to call. She's got the baby and she tries to call the police when she's still at the hospital trying to get away from Michael Myers. And then... She can't get a hold of him, so she calls the radio station, right. and Paul Rudd hears her, and she's like, "Michael's coming, you gotta help me." Well,
1: and she's calling out to Doctor Loomis, mm-hmm. like, yeah. but nobody knows where she is. Right, exactly. She's not like, "Hey, come here."
0: And Paul Rudd figures it out because he has a reel-to-reel tape in his in his room, and he like does something where he he like. Like cranks up the background noise or something like that and he can hear like the the I don't know, the frickin' like oh, you this is this hospital or whatever.
1: No, it hey, was the, the, Hey it,
0: Tommy, it's this hospital.
1: I thought it was like the train announcement.
0: Maybe it was a train announcement. I don't know.
1: And that's why he asked if a train had come in from Pontiac last night.
0: Pontiac, Michigan.
1: Sure. No, I, I assume, it was
0: I assume Pontiac, Illinois. Yeah. I don't know if there is a Pontiac, Illinois. But I assume there is because this whole whole thing takes place in Illinois. Anyway, so that's yeah, that's how he figures it out. And he ends up finding the baby most convoluted thing
1: in the world. This movie makes things like more difficult than they have to be. Mm -hmm. It's just like. Later, when this radio DJ
0: yeah.
1: is Talk about this, doing some kind of event for this town, they're like reigniting Halloween because apparently they haven't been having Halloween celebrations. Mm-hmm. And
0: We're going to have Halloween again for the first time because there's no way Michael Myers is coming back this
1: time. He finds out that this kid who helped put on this event lives in Michael Myers' old house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's like, oh, we're going to go and record there.
0: Yeah, this is the when you say he you mean the radio DJ yeah. the radio DJ just the Howard Stern wannabe decides to come and film from head and field and yeah he finds out that the guy lives there and he's like oh we're gonna go we're
1: gonna go record from there and Michael Myers is already in the house where the DJ's supposed to go
0: yeah he's killed the two parents
1: but he somehow magically is now in this guy's car and kills him in his car before he gets to the house and then goes back to the house to kill more people.
0: Why did he kill that dude? Which dude? The, the radio DJ, Howard Stern. Oh. Why did he kill him? Why did he why even he go, kill anyone? Why did he even go there to kill that guy? I mean, was he just hiding out in the van? Like maybe I'll get some sleep, and, they, and then and then of course everyone that ever dies fucking insults Michael Myers unknowingly. <laughs> it's like a comedy where it's like, oh, he's right behind me, isn't he? Because he's like, uh, yeah, we're going, we're doing, we're going to do it from that pussy Michael Myers house. <laughs> like, why does he say that? Right. And then Michael's like, oh no, you didn't. And so kills yeah. him.
1: He like magically heard him from across town, and
0: I, yeah, I don't get it.
1: Or maybe he was listening to the radio, but I really doubt it.
0: He wasn't saying it on the radio, he was saying it to like his producer or something. Mm. But yeah, he was talking on I think he was talking on a cellular telephone. Huh. So he must have had a lot of money. Yeah. Those things are rare. Rarer than the steak that uh I don't like rare steak. Oh, but yeah. um but yeah, it makes no sense. He should have waited till he got to the house. He was he said he was going to the house. Michael could have done all his killing at the
1: house. Yeah. Save Keep him the time. Same, don't make it so difficult. Central location.
0: You gotta plan out your kills better, Michael.
1: And fewer sets for the movie people. You know, come on.
0: He wanted cardio.
1: Get it together. He
0: did the lifts. Now he wanted. He wanted to get some cardio, and that's what <laughs> it was. He, a brisk walk, half a mile to that van, and then half a mile back to the house. That's what it
1: was. And then, how about the killing of the dad? That was mm, the worst, most ridiculous thing I've ever seen.
0: Well, and they had to make the dad the most over-the-top piece-of-shit dad <laughs> right. in any movie ever. He's like, he says to uh, Kara, that's the main girl's name. By the way, Paul Rudd plays Tommy somebody, the the kid that Jamie Lee Curtis babysits in the first movie. Right. That's who he's supposed to be, all grown up. And this Kara is another Strode. I think they're, so Lori's. I guess well they're adopted the adopted family. So they're not technically blood, but okay. they're they're the, her that's that would be her uncle, Jamie Lee Curtis's uncle okay. and his family. And I guess she had a kid when she was young, this little kid Danny who's hearing voices. Yes. Here and seeing like a a guy in a hood. And like he he sees Deep Throat from the movie Deep Throat <laughs> basically. Right. He's like Danny kills people and uh nixon recorded himself
1: well and he's been uh you know drawing like devil signs Mm -hmm. and pictures of murdering people right i don't know why his mom is so chill about that i don't either it's weird I, i if i were her i would have been seeking some professional help
0: but apparently so she moved back she got pregnant a while ago she moved back into the house and the dad's like, uh, yeah, everything was going fine until you and the, your little bastard moved back <laughs> in. And then he smacks her across the face yeah. and makes her nose bleed. And it, the whole thing is like, they, yeah, they really go over the top with like, let's let's write this dad completely unrealistic.
1: So I guess maybe so we wouldn't be upset that he, he has the worst kill in the, the whole world. His head
0: explodes know. from electricity.
1: It's so stupid.
0: Another thing that would never happen. Never. But I guess this is a series in which this Michael Myers dude just keeps getting shot and stabbed and just keeps coming back.
1: Also, Michael is standing in water Mm -hmm. because he had the washing machine with an unbalanced load (laughs) and it leaked water all over the basement. What was the
0: point of that, by the way? I don't know. Because at first I thought the mom's body was going to be there in there, but then later we discover she was put in, like, the attic or whatever, right. and she pops down. I don't know how he rigs that up, by the way, for her to just pop down with uh, perfect timing. I don't know. But apparently he was just doing laundry. Right, he, like, he well, put here. the
1: bloody sheets in there. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But he's standing in water, holding the guy up to get him electrocuted, holding up some mm-hmm. wires or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, why isn't he also electrocuted? I don't know. He should have been. Yeah. Why? Maybe
0: he just takes it better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the other guy's head explodes, but he's okay. That makes
0: sense. Uh, Well, none of it makes sense, because you could get electrocuted, I suppose, to a point where you literally catch on fire. I don't know how many volts that would have to be, or whatever, I'm not going to experiment with it i'm not going to speculate <laughs> on right. it i'm not an expert on this kind of stuff but i know that you, you could get volt strong enough if you were holding it like you know that you it could actually set your insides on fire and stuff Ugh. like that right but not explode what's igniting yeah. what's igniting in his head <laughs> you know what i mean there's no there is nothing to ignite there <laughs> it's
1: yeah it was gross it was it was just for, you know, disgusting. It was for
0: gore's sake mm-hmm. cuz that's what they that's unfortunately what these movies have devolved into and thank god John Carpenter has nothing to do with them anymore. <laughs> basically, he just he sits he just sits in his office and smokes 4000 cigarettes a day and collects royalty checks cuz people are like, "Hey John, can we make another Halloween movie without your involvement or input in any way?" and he's like, "Yep, yeah, go ahead." <laughs> that's John Carpenter
1: basically. Yeah, I guess so.
0: But yeah, so then eventually they kill him. They they inject they inject a bunch of serum into him for some reason. I don't understand what the
1: serum is supposed to be. Oh, after, by the way, all of them ending up back at the metal hospital where we started.
0: Yeah, because it turns out that the guy, the the doctor that recruited Loomis, because he really wants Loomis to be part of his cult, apparently, <laughs> he he called them in and it like everyone in the town basically that's left alive is part of this cult. And they want to do... I don't even know what they want to do. They want to do something. They want to make another Michael Myers or something. They want this evil, you know, harnessed or something like that. So Michael Myers comes in there and kills all the doctors and shit.
1: Because he doesn't want whatever it is they're doing, I guess. Apparently,
0: yeah. He he was cool with it at the beginning of the movie, but now he's not. (laughs) And they stumble into this room where there's a bunch of fetuses. I guess those are failed attempts. This kid's supposed to be like... Maybe this kid's going to be another Michael Myers. Yeah. But they they finally succeeded. Um, But there's a bunch of fetuses that I guess are failed attempts or whatever. Uh, Paul Rudd finds some weird yellow liquid in vials or in syringes and just injects Michael Myers with it several times. Don't know what it's supposed to be.
1: It didn't appear to do anything to him either. Just FYI. I mean. He just didn't like it. What he ended up doing that was supposed to make us believe he killed him was bashing his head in with a pipe
0: yeah uh, Kara finds a the worst prop pipe I've ever seen <laughs> it looks like it comes out of Super Mario but like I ex- expected a plant to, a chomp plant <laughs> to come out of it it looks horrible yeah they beat the, he beats the shit out of him with it and his face gets all bloody and then he throws it down. like you can tell it's foam. By how hard he forces it down to the ground. Right. The way he throws it. Because he doesn't drop it like it has any kind of weight. He throws it at the ground. And then um, he walks away. And they're all leaving. And they're like, hey, Loomis, you want to come with us to the next movie? And he's like, no, I'm probably going to die before this movie's released. (laughs) Right. So Uh I can't be in the next movie. So I'm going to stay here because I've got business to attend to. And then he screams. And then it says, in memory of uh, fucking... Donald Pleasance, and that's how one of the greatest actors of the silver age of uh, movies fucking goes out in this piece of shit film.
1: Yeah, what a bummer!
0: It's not the worst slasher movie I've ever seen, but it's not good. I mean, it's not good. I don't know what else (sighs) we we watched it because you know it's it's
1: it's around Halloween. We we watched it because we wanted to you know be creepy.
0: But I don't, and I don't know if there's any alternatives other than going to the video store and renting a better movie.
1: Which we did.
0: Well, yes, we will talk about, we'll talk about on our little special uh, what different movies that we watched.
1: No, I mean.
0: Well, I'm talking, I'm, yeah, yes, we watched... A better, yeah, it's a better movie, okay. It is a better movie. It's a better movie, but it's, yeah. It's it's,
1: not a great movie, but it's a better. It's a better
0: movie. But yes, we we rented a a direct-to-video movie as well.
1: With Alicia Silverstone, because she's awesome.
0: But I was tipping the fact that on our special, we're going to be talking about uh, movies that we rented and stuff.
1: So, it's no longer a surprise, but... Well, they we don't know what it.
0: they don't know what it's going to be exactly. What what kind of, what other kind of we talk about movies on the show? What other kind of surprise could it be? We also
1: talk about music. We and committed television. several
0: murders over the course of the last two months. Here are the clues. <laughs> figure out what who the victims are. That was going to be the surprise. Shut up, I'm pretty sure they could figure out on our movie review show that we were going to review horror movies. But they don't know which ones.
1: We don't just review movies, is what I am saying, but that's fine.
0: All right. Well, hello, everybody. It's Future Mark and Future Carol here.
1: Hey, what's up?
0: We're here to talk to you about an exciting sponsor for our show called My Bookie. Are I'm you from- very excited. Are you familiar with My Bookie's work? No, not really. <laughs> so, you're aware what a bookie is? Yes, we saw hidden gems. They're guys that sit inside vestibules and steam while you win a, fo- a basketball bet, and then shoot you in the head afterwards.
1: Okay, so spoilers. I don't think we should for, be working with them then. Spoilers for
0: inside gems or <laughs> hidden gems or uncut gems, right. whatever the hell it's called.
1: Um, Adam Sandler piece of crap. Yeah, yeah.
0: So no, my bookie though they take the middleman, the guy that shoots you in the head, out of the equation, and instead. <laughs> You just go to mybookie.ag, and you say, hey, this basketball game's going on right now. I think that I will bet on it, and I'm going to place a safe and secure bet here at my bookie, and then when I win, I'll be able to cash out really easily.
1: And that's all, like, legal and stuff now?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: That's so cool. I didn't really realize it. You know, you could
0: do that. Yep. The internet is an amazing thing. <laughs> and so is the winning season, which is returning to my bookie. You know what the winning season means, Carol? The winning season means I, I doubling don't. your first deposit. So all you have to do is go to MyBookie.ag, use our promo code, which is RetroFees, and they will match dollar for dollar up to a thousand dollars on your first Ooh, deposit. Oh, Wow,
1: that's a good deal.
0: You put a thousand dollars in, they say here's a thousand dollars to go nuts with.
1: Should we should we do that?
0: Yeah, let's put a thousand dollars in. It.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's just there there's you know, you're stuck in the house. You're not driving all the way to the casinos which aren't open or they are open but they're not supposed to be open or, you <laughs> or have they're to social in your buddy's distance.
1: basement right now? Do you want
0: to avoid coronavirus? Sit in your house
1: <laughs> and bet. Watch sports and go on mybookie.ag. AG.
0: Yeah, that's right. That stands for always good. <laughs> Every play you want to make is waiting for you at mybookie. It is simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash.
1: Well that that does sound simple. Yep. I think you would need to talk to me quite a bit about all this different sports jargon first, but I All mean,
0: you need to well know different. is to use the promo code RetroFees and double your first deposit. It's a no brainer. Yay. Back to nineteen
1: ninety five. It's so much better there.
0: Anyway, so the other movie that we watched was
1: The Babysitter.
0: The Babysitter, The Babysitter's Club. Those are books, right?
1: Those are books that I read when I was a very young little girl. Really? Yeah. That's cool.
0: I didn't know they were out that long. Uh, Jerk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, The Babysitter with Alicia Silverstone.
1: So, the movie. And Jeremy London. Yeah, and Jeremy London from Mallrats. Yep. And I don't remember who the other dude is.
0: So, I don't know any of the other, uh, the other, there are other people in this movie, like the guy that knocks up Kirstie Alley in the first, uh, look who's talking. Yeah. That's, <laughs> he's one of the, the guys in this movie that's hosting the party, right. but I don't, I don't know. I think his name is George Siegel, but I don't know most of the other actors. I know Jeremy London because of Mallrats and I know Lisa Silverstone cause she's super popular now. This is another one where this was definitely filmed before Clueless. This is more in her The Crush range than Clueless. Yeah. Because she definitely would have done a better movie to follow up Clueless.
1: Yeah, for sure. But I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't hate it, I think, as much as you hated it. But I just, I really like her and her acting and stuff, so. She's
0: fine in the movie.
1: I didn't hate it. But it's it's not
0: great. So are we going to talk about it, or are we just going to you know talk around it?
1: So all the guys in this movie are fantasizing about Alicia Silverstone
0: because she's the hottest thing in the world, right, guys? She is. You couldn't help but fantasize about Alicia Silverstone.
1: I think she is pretty hot. She's she is cute.
0: She makes cute. Okay. But I don't. She's not hot. She looks young.
1: Uh huh. She looks. She is young. Yeah, so am I. You think I'm not.
0: Yeah, but you don't look like a little kid.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway. She looks younger than she is, and she's already young. She looks younger than us, and she's probably, I don't know. You guys speculate if she's uh, about the the age we are, slightly older than we are, or we're slightly older than her. You speculate. But
1: the dad in the movie is like obvious. Which dad? She's babysitting.
0: Yes, that's right. She's babysitting. Well, let's set it up. They didn't
1: watch the movie. The movie starts with her walking to her babysitting job. Mm -hmm. And this kid, Mark, comes up and uh, wants to hang out with her. That sucks. And she's like very hostile about telling him that she does not want to hang out. I don't don't want to hang out with you. That's right. So she gets to the babysitting job and the dad Mm -hmm. is drooling all over her.
0: Oh, it's so creepy. He's this big, bloated middle-aged dude, and he's like, Ugh, "You look good."
1: Yeah, you're looking good. Now his wife got all pretty. They're going to a party. She's uh, all dressed up.
0: We get to see her in a bra, and she's got uh, her pantyhose that she's lacing up and everything. She's also middle-aged, obviously, so it's not like she's, you know. But but we they I think they intentionally show the undergarments because mm-hmm. it's like. She's getting that dress on and everything, but they want us to know she's dressing up sexy tonight. Yeah, she, she wants to feel sexy.
1: Yeah. She's obviously like trying to look nice for her husband that she's going out on a date with.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they're going. Yeah, they're going to a party.
1: And he doesn't acknowledge at all that she looks nice. No. And In he, fact, quite the opposite later. And he is t- telling the babysitter how cute she looks. What a nice outfit she has on and stuff. Yeah. Oh, look at those legs. What a dick. Are you a tennis player? He's such a dick. Yeah, so I mean, the wife is already upset as she should be. They get to the party, and he starts talking shit about his wife to the other partygoers.
0: Well, the dad, the George Siegel dad, yeah, uh, who's the dad of Mark, by the way? They're go. He's the party they're going to is Mark's parents. Yeah, creepy black haired Mark, not this Mark. Right, it's bad Mark. <laughs> I can only assume he spells his name with a C. And so they're going. They go to that. Party, and the dad says, "Mark's dad says to to the mom of the babysitting couple. I don't remember any of these people's names. She's he's like, oh, you know, you're looking younger every day. Or he gives her like just a nice, you know, like compliment, right? Yeah. And the the the, her husband like scoffs. He's like." You kidding me? You know, like look at these wrinkles, or look at the, like, no, no, what the no. fuck? No,
1: What he said was the secret is she's putting back on her baby fat with all that Hagen dust.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: they she just had, had a baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, jerk. So then she switches to drinking straight vodka because she mm-hmm. is no, really she's, upset. Yeah, she's fucking done. She wants to get fucked up. Yeah, she's getting hammered at this party. And she she uh, fantasizes about the guy who complimented her. Yeah,
0: she's so starved for attention that she has elaborate fantasies about this dude now.
1: Yeah. Well, this um, you know creepy dad of the babysitting family
0: mm-hmm.
1: is continuously thinking about the babysitter and different scenarios that he could find her in. like his wife, had suggested that she thinks that she took a bath last time that she was there.
0: And invited her boyfriend over.
1: Right. So now he's you know fantasizing about her in the bathtub and fantasizing about finding her with her boyfriend. And creepy, creepy stuff. Like, oh, get out of here. Like laughing at the boyfriend's penis.
0: You call that? Like he pulls down his, his pants or something, and he's like, you call that thing a penis or whatever? Get out of here. You'll be lucky if you get your clothes. i maybe I'll mail them to you and stuff. Yeah, the there's a lot of there's a lot of guys watching other guys a lot, have yes. sex with her in their fantasies.
1: It's very weird.
0: It the whole thing's weird. And the, the fantasies become more and more violent and disturbing as the movie goes on. It's they don't ever get to like really bad, like hard R fantasies right. or anything like that. But I mean, they're, they're they are they're ramping up. They start off as like, you know, like, because I think the very first one, he's driving in the car and she's in the car and she's yeah. like, oh, you look so handsome today or whatever. And he's like, why, why don't we take the long way home? And she's <laughs> and stuff. Right. And that's like a pretty normal, like, I guess, garden variety fantasy or whatever. Right. And then it gets like at one point, I mean, at one point in one of the, the fantasies, he kills
1: her. He kills her? The yes. Dad?
0: Yes. Her blood is fucking like all over the um, the uh, bathtub because it's one of those bathtub fantasies. Um, and then he I turns around that. and his wife's there and the police are there. And he's like, oh, you know, like, and she picks up a gun and shoots him.
1: Oh, that was his nightmare that woke him up, I think.
0: But still, that's yeah. part of his fucking fantasy life.
1: Yeah. So, and there's a lot of bathtub fantasies and it's not just the dad. Mm-hmm. It's also the young boy that she's oh, babysitting.
0: Yes. Yeah. Probably like eleven, twelve year old kid.
1: Her boyfriend mm-hmm. who is played by Jeremy, Jeremy London, London yep. and this Merc kid. We we are seeing all of their fantasies.
0: Apparently they used to be friends and he comes up after he asks his girlfriend out, he comes up and he's like, Hey, how come what you know, why aren't you hanging out with her? And she's like, She's babysitting. And he's like, well, why aren't you over there, you know, like having sex with her and stuff like that. Everyone's really super creepy, too, in real life. Yeah. Because and he's so he's I'm going to get to it in a second. But he says all that stuff. And then he's like, oh, you, you probably haven't had sex with her yet or whatever. You know, I, I used to go out with her. She's you're a very lucky man from what I if my memory serves me. What
1: right. a dick move. And yeah. he's like,
0: what do you, do you mean that you were with her? And he's like, oh, I did a lot of girls, you know, you know, he doesn't get into it. Right. But it's clear that he's like, I've had sex with your girlfriend. And he convinces him, this Mark kid convinces Jeremy London to for them to hang out tonight. Yeah. And they have this very tense relationship. Eventually, at one point, they go to Mark's house where the party's going on. Because mm-hmm. they're going to get some beers. And Mark's got this whole elaborate plan of he's going to get over to her where she's babysitting yeah
1: he borrows the car he asks mm-hmm. his dad if he can have the keys to the car he gets some beers they've already smoked some weed yeah
0: he says but when they get to the party like uh mark's dad is very taken by jeremy london he's like oh you got that scholarship and you you know you're going places and stuff like that you got the rotary scholarship right and he's like yeah, yeah yeah i did sir and everything and they're like uh mark says this is uh your babysitter's boyfriend and one of the other dads that's there not related to anybody but one of the other dads is like what the hell are you doing here then like, yeah basically like you should be over there fucking her
1: yeah everybody <laughs> is saying that that's very like that's very weird there's
0: a lot of drinking and a lot of you know a lot of middle-aged drinking and fantasizing going on because at one point they talk about oh you remember uh you know the back seat of a car or the balcony of a movie theater and a little bit of thigh and you know like, and all this stuff, like, yeah. you know, 17-year-old girl, you know, because they're 17, too, at the time. And George Siegel's like, you know, well, those days are gone forever, you know, boys. It's all downhill from here. Something like that. And it's like, what a bunch of fucking sad old men. Right? You have beautiful wives, you know? What the fuck?
1: Well, apparently, they don't think they're so beautiful.
0: I guess. I don't know. Well, that's the, you know, overweight dad certainly doesn't.
1: Ugh. So... The the boys get the car and go over there. But, like, I was going to say, though, before we got into all of that. I'm sorry. There's a lot of fantasies that take place in the bathtub. Yes, you said that, like, three times. No, I didn't. No, I was trying to. I was leading up to it, but I never got to say it. Okay. And they all soap her back. Yes. Like, that's, like, the sexiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not. I don't understand. Do you think a back is sexy? Do you think... Soaping a back is a sexy thing?
0: No. But so here's the thing this is what, this is, I'm sure, the conversation that went in this pitch meeting. Okay. Okay. So screenwriter and uh, screenwriter first, then the producer second, right? In this scenario. The screenwriter is like, okay, so every every guy's uh, fantasizing about her in the bathtub because eventually she's gonna have to take a bath in this movie. So they're all soaping her tits. It's a PG thirteen movie. Okay, so they're soaping her back. <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably that's probably what happened. Yeah,
1: because
0: I, I don't sense. I don't think it's rated R.
1: Yeah, or maybe it
0: is. I don't know. We see one. There's one like. Nude scene, not mm-hmm. Alicia Silverstone.
1: Yeah, wait, like a waitress. Like they just had to get some boobs in there. So they're showing uh, Mark fantasizing about yeah. the waitress that he's talking to at the beginning of the movie. Not much of boobs. Though, he probably. could have just gone and had sex with her. Mm-hmm. She was very obviously interested in him, but for some reason he's obsessed with the babysitter.
0: There, there, her, the fantasy with her. Like he had a belt
1: out, in, something like that. He's a messed up. There dude. was
0: some weird shit going on there.
1: Yeah, and I think that
0: was maybe. I don't even know if that was a fantasy Could I think that a memory? was yeah like a memory yeah cuz like they they hinted that they had history together right but yeah so then they they end up going there and like the whole time I'm like Jeremy London what are you doing like why are you listening to this fucking devil on your shoulder right
1: just go home dude like that's what he says in the beginning that he has like practice early in the morning or something he starts out he's sitting in a diner reading the catcher in the rye yeah god eating dinner and.
0: Means he's super deep. He's where he can catch her in the rye.
1: And then this douchebag starts in with him. But, like, he, his plan was to eat dinner, read his book, and go home and go to bed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Light did not go that way.
0: Do you think, though, that if he didn't, if that didn't happen, that she just would have gotten raped? No. No? No. Why?
1: Because the Mark wouldn't have gotten in the house.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: He, that was the whole thing, is he kind of used him to get in the door.
0: Oh, wow. Crazy. But yeah, so they're, they're there, and they're peeking through the window at her and shit like that? It's so weird. What are you doing, Jeremy London?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, he seems like a nice enough normal dude.
0: Mm, yeah, I guess.
1: <laughs> His
0: acting's better in this than it is in Mallrats, so I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, he does He does all right. But, but
0: yeah go ahead Keep she's going.
1: eating a tub of ice cream out of the freezer mm-hmm. who does that like who goes From not not, not into, your house yeah into someone else's freezer and right. gets out ice cream and just eats it with a spoon
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> only alicia silverstone and
1: then she leaves it out too long it melts she spills it on herself and decides that she must wash her clothes put on a bathrobe and then get in a bath take a bubble bath like what?
0: Sprinkle the some cowgon in there.
1: So now it's like everybody's fantasy has come to life because she's wearing a bathrobe the rest of the movie.
0: Right, <laughs> that's what everybody that was watching the movie wanted.
1: Oh yeah, that <laughs> bathrobe was super sexy. Yeah, white fluffy hotel room bathrobe.
0: Yeah. Oh, is that from a Marriott? Ooh, that gets me going. Right. Um. <laughs> so he goes to the door, and she's like, "What are you doing here? I told you I didn't want you to come here." And he's like. I just wanted to see you or whatever, and she basically slams the door in his face.
1: Mm-hmm. And then because she already told him he already called, and she told him don't come.
0: And then they go up. I think they go up to the second floor and peek in her in her on, in on her on the bathroom, which leads to another fantasy scene. It's like, and the whole time, like there are some fantasies that this Mark has where. He's pulling like Jason London or Jeremy London off of her, mm-hmm. and is like, you know, let me show you what a real man is gonna do or whatever. And there's some where Jeremy London's just watching them, like it's he like he wants to. It's I mean the rape stuff makes sense because it's clear in his head that he's like I you know I must dominate, right. and control, and you know prove I'm all that is man kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> the whole thing's very disturbing, but so. Then he says, hey, do you think that she locked the door when you slammed it on on your face? So he gets him to go and try the door. They both go in and he's like, this is what you're going to do. You're going to call and pretend to be like an intruder and then you'll rescue her.
1: Right. which I don't know how they did that. They did something with the phone like he called some other number that made it then call the house phone. I
0: think there's I think you can do that somehow like you can reroute it but I don't remember how that is. It's
1: really creepy.
0: Yeah, it's not a star 69 thing cuz that's uh that's making that's seeing who called. Yeah. If you do that, then you can see who called you. But
1: it costs money, guys. Don't, don't do it obsessively.
0: 99 cents every time.
1: Every single time.
0: Every phone bill has its star 69 charges.
1: Yeah. I, what was the plan? Did the plan go the way it was supposed to? I was a little no, lost on this.
0: The plan didn't go the way it was supposed to, but it worked out okay, I guess, at first, anyway. Because she turns around and sees Mark, and she's like, "Ah, oh, what are you doing here? And Jeremy London comes, out. he's like, and she's like, I'm rescuing you, you know, or whatever. No,
1: Mark said he was rescuing her.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: Because she's mad at Jeremy London, and she's like, you're drunk and stuff. Because he was, because mm-hmm. Mark kept shoveling booze at him, too. Right. So.
0: Yeah. So, and I think it worked out the way that Mark wanted it to work out, but it didn't work out the way he said to Jeremy London it was going right. to work out. So, then he's like, they they go and sit down. She's wearing a bathrobe. He's like, hey, I don't want to drive because we've been drinking. Can we wait? And she's like, one cup of coffee, and then you guys are going to leave. And she's like making the coffee. And Jeremy London's sitting next to Jason London's sitting next to her. No, it is Jeremy London. Jeremy London's, Jason London's his brother. The one from Dazed and Confused. Jeremy London's sitting next to her on the couch. Mark's looking at him and making eyes at him like, Come on, try yeah. something. Like <laughs> like what the
1: fuck? I think he was hoping for a threesome. I, I
0: and then Jeremy London's making a face like, We'll go, yeah, go someplace. Away. <laughs> so he's like, Okay, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna go Make get the coffee. coffee. Yeah. So he goes to the kitchen, but he just stands in the kitchen doorway and watches them. So he starts kissing Alicia Silverstone. And she's like, oh, oh, you know, like at first she's she's liking it and stuff. She's like, oh, stop, you know, like that kind of thing. Right. And then he grabs her boob and she's like, what
1: the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she got really mad really fast.
0: She's like, why? What are you doing? Like, because he's trying to have sex with her and he she says something like, oh, you had sex with with this guy, you know, or whatever, yeah. didn't you? And you didn't tell me about it. And she's like, we did not have sex, if that's
1: what you're asking. If that's what he told you. She figures out that he put some shit in his head.
0: Yeah. She's like, we dated. We did not have sex. And she's like, she's really mad at both of them. She wants him to leave. Mm -hmm. And then what happens next? I know the kid starts coming downstairs because he hears them. Yeah. And... I'm, they get into a fight, but I'm trying to remember exactly how it starts.
1: Yeah, I don't remember.
0: That's what it is. That Mark kid says, I don't know what he's doing. Like, I didn't tell him anything. He's like, he wanted to come here. He drags me here. Uh, You know, apparently he's trying to put moves on you while I'm here. <laughs> is this what you wanted? You know, like, he verbally, like, turns it all right. on him, right? Right. And he's like, you asshole, you know. And he punches him. And when he punches him once in the face, like, you know, Mark does a thing where, like, his head goes to the side. And then he looks at him. He's like, thanks. And then he starts beating the shit out of him. They, like, they start fighting and everything. She's screaming. I think he's... And that's when the kid
1: comes down. Yeah.
0: And he calls 911. Mm -hmm. I think Mark slaps her at
1: one point, like, backhands her. Well, he knocks... I think he knocks Jeremy Lennon out for a minute. Because when there's, like, this moment when she realizes it's her and him now. And she looks terrified and starts to run. And then he is knocks her down. He's like about to rape her.
0: Yeah. He hits Jeremy London over the head with a
1: lamp. Yeah.
0: And then like smashes the lamp. And then, yeah, he's going to try to rape her. Um, Jeremy London comes to uh, long enough to knock him off of her. She runs outside. Uh, back at the party <laughs> real quick. Um, the, the dad wanted to go and get medicine, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> 'Cause he just he wants to surprise her. Yeah,
1: he wants to catch her with her boyfriend or in the bathtub or whatever. But like he's claiming he has a headache, he wants to go home and get aspirin. They have aspirin at the house. He dumps the aspirin down the drain so yeah. he can have an excuse. Like he's yeah. so drunk, he's uh, so stupid.
0: They got no aspirin. They're both super drunk. Yeah. And she had just taken the key so he couldn't drive drunk, right? She
1: hid it in her bra. At one place she knew he wouldn't look. Right.
0: So he comes in, at the same time, like George Segal's trying to comfort her. And she's been having fantasies about him and everything and she she keeps saying what will the neighbors think which <laughs> is like her catchphrase or something for these uh, these uh, fantasies and she tries to kiss him. She does kiss him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What? what is, what's going on? Like, George Seagal's like.
1: He's totally floored. Yeah, he's
0: like, what is going on? What's happening? And his wife must be super trusting, too. Well, and
1: she had every reason to be because. Oh, yeah. He had every opportunity to take advantage. He didn't. No,
0: not at all. And, you know, the, the dad comes in and sees them. He's like, oh, I see. I was, I was going. where's my key? You know, and all this stuff. So she gives him the key. He starts driving back to the house. So he's driving back to the house. They're, you know, they're cutting back and forth, him driving back to the house. They run outside. Alicia Silverstone runs outside. And they run into the street. She does anyway. And he sees her and he's like, oh no. And he like veers. I could, at first I was like, he's going to hit her, right. kill her. And it's good, that's going to be like the ultimate tragedy or whatever, right? He veers and then runs into Mark and kills Mark. And Jeremy London's just there, you know. And then um, the dad gets put in a police car at the, at the end of the movie because he's going to jail for vehicular manslaughter. Mark's dead, the would-be rapist.
1: Yeah, in a body bag. His parents drive the wife mm-hmm. home and, and are seeing their son in dead. a body bag.
0: Yeah, dead. So what a what a bizarre turn of events. I would say these two... Uh, People, you invite them over to their your old <laughs> friends. You invite them over to their house. They're complete drunk menaces <laughs> at your house, and then you're like, okay, you know, one of them leaves, and like, we'll drive you home. Don't worry. They drive you home, and the, the, one of the other ones killed their, your son. Like, oh, what the fuck?
1: I felt so bad for them.
0: Worst party guests ever, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, the that's kind of how the movie ends. Like Jeremy London. Like goes to Alicia Silverstone, who's in the back of the police car. she's you know, obviously she's not in trouble. No, but they're they're taking her home they're, and trying to make sure she's okay and stuff like that. She's probably going to give a statement about all the fucking crazy bullshit. shit that happened. Yeah, yeah, that went down. And she looks at him. What did she say to him?
1: What were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Which you know that is kind of ironic in this movie, right? Yeah. She's like, I just don't understand. What were you thinking? That yeah.
0: was it. And then. Then that's it, and like she's like, you don't got me anymore, or whatever. And then they... she
1: didn't say that. That was the last line of the movie. Is what were you thinking? That's it. Yeah.
0: But yeah, that's very artistic. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure, like I'm sure they're not dating. Like,
1: well, yeah, yeah, I'm sure too. I, it was questionable whether or not they were still dating in the movie, right? Because it sounded at some point like he had tried to go too fast or too far or whatever, and she'd broken off with him before.
0: I like Alicia Silverstone, but I don't think. This is great casting.
1: No? No, you need
0: somebody that I think it's plausible that every guy in this movie would be lusting after.
1: But you also need someone who can inspire lust while still appearing innocent. It has to be an innocent person. Oh,
0: God, I guess that's true.
1: And she she is that. I guess that's true. So, I don't know. I think it was good.
0: Yeah, she's good in the movie. The movie's fine. It's not, so it wasn't terrible.
1: It's It's a mind fuck. It's not
0: great, but it's worth a rental. If you're, if it's like, I mean, obviously we (laughs) told you the entire plot of the movie, (laughs) but
1: it's worth a rental, I think. I mean, it it just kind of messes with your mind.
0: Don't anticipate seeing Alicia Silverstone topless or anything, because that's not happening.
1: But there are boobs in the beginning of the movie, so.
0: Such as they are.
1: What what, is, what does that mean?
0: But they're not. They're they're beyond small.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean it's like yeah.
1: With those weird nipples. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is. It's like I, I've noticed that on smaller breasts sometimes. Where it's like it looks like the chest of a twelve year old boy, except Ew. except there's like a you know Big round, like, uh, like Tootsie Roll. You know what I mean? Like a little pink Tootsie Roll. Wow. Well, that's what it looks like. Yeah. I, can't, I can't, I can't describe it any better than that. But yeah, it's weird. So yeah. I mean, flat chested women everywhere. We you we were have value.
1: Yeah, as people, jeez.
0: <laughs> well, I just I don't want to alienate anybody that's listening that might not be zoftic. Well, like you, you know, are.
1: everybody has their own different tastes. Correct. And
0: everybody's beautiful in their own way, mm-hmm. except for Kevin Bacon.
1: Kevin Bacon isn't ugly.
0: Kevin Bacon's skull looks like it just got the thinnest layer of skin.
1: Put How? Over it. I mean, like it's so weird because he he has such a a good career, and he's not that great looking. A and good usually, career. Well, he's in a lot of movies. Yeah. Usually people who get famous are pretty good looking.
0: Like Tom Cruise.
1: Right. Tom Cruise is very good looking.
0: Yes. Or I don't know. Name another one. Uh, Marlon Brad Brando. Pitt? Oh yeah. Brad Pitt. Bradley Pitts. <laughs> he's he's a new one. Yeah. He's a very good looking guy.
1: That's it. Well, that is the show. Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. That's Those one. are the only ones. <laughs>
0: What about Brendan Fraser? Oh, yeah.
1: He's cute, too. Yeah, good call.
0: He's tall. He looks tall. Okay. I think most actors are not super tall. He looks tall,
1: though. Maybe.
0: Anyway, that is our episode <laughs> Sorry, for guys. the week. Carol, uh, I don't know. Talk to them.
1: So, um, you know, come back to hear about uh, Mark's birthday and Halloween and all that. We're going to my birthday? We are. Of course we are. All right. Um, tell your friends, write us at uh, LateFee1994 at Mm-hmm. And, and go to RetroLateFee.com. That's
0: right. All right. We will see you next time.
1: Bye.